0: Oh my little goofy history goblins. It's me, editing me. Real, real one. Um, it's, even though it's coming on the 5th, Happy America Day. Good day in America? It's America Day. Uh, well yesterday was, if you're watching that. Well, you get it. But, have fun with your government-sanctioned explosives. And other than that, it's all good, it's all good in the neighborhood. Forgotten, enjoy the episode, it's a good one, it's a good one. Times, people ask what my greatest fear is. I usually say spiders, heights, something a lot, something like that. Because straight up saying I'm very afraid of women looks really bad during a job interview. And of course, my other co-hosts have abandoned me today. So without further ado, please welcome the first woman, real, not fake, not AI generated woman to I am be on the history. Please welcome Olivia. There she is.
1: Hello, it's me, Olivia, as introduced. Can you um, confirm
0: that you are real and not AI-generated?
1: I am not an AI-generated woman. It's it's true. I know no. it's hard for some of you to believe, no, 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 but... No, 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 no.
0: Oh, my God. it's
1: crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, it's so crazy. Um, As you can probably tell uh, from my accent, might give it away, I'm not from America. So uh, me and yeah. my fellow coho originally became friends in the place where all the best things on the internet happen. And no, I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about Discord.
0: <laughs> or Reddit sometimes reddit can be a mixed bag sometimes i'll see really good stuff on reddit and sometimes i see not good stuff
1: uh, yeah that and Cora
0: oh god not Cora
1: um yeah oh
0: god not quora oh so,
1: before i start on my wannabe ted talk talker escapade um and get into my leftist rants uh fellow co-host, can I ask what you what do you already know about Esperanto?
0: Well, I think you've talked about it enough that I know because whenever we play Minecraft, she tries psy-opping me with her leftist propaganda with oh my god, there's Esperanto on every side and no, get out of my head, get out of my head, get out of my head, get out of my head.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yes, I love Minecraft and spreading my leftist views and agenda. Um For those of you who haven't ever heard of Esperanto, um, Oxford defines Esperanto as being an artificial language devised in 1887 as an international medium of communication based on roots from the chief European languages. It retains the structure of these languages and has the advantage of grammatical regularity and ease of pronunciation. That's a very... um, I, I don't really believe that definition does complete justice to what Esperanto is. So I suppose uh, let's delve into it, shall we? Hooray. Um, Well, what is Esperanto? Esperanto is what linguists call an auxiliary language, which is a fancy word for a language meant for communication between people from all different nations who do not share a common first language. Uh, These are also primarily constructed languages, which Esperanto is also. Um, And note from fact, Esperanto literally translates as one who hopes.
0: Very cool. Also, I wonder if you call it an artificial language, that's what Hitler called it, so maybe don't do
1: that. Maybe, yeah, maybe don't. Uh, Esperanto speakers generally don't like that. I was about to just descend into my rant there. Um, (laughs) The language was created in 1887 by a guy named Ludwig Ledzer Zamenhof, and generally the second question I get asked when I talk to people about Esperanto um, through my spreading of leftist propaganda, primarily on Minecraft. Oh,
0: God. Uh, why no, 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 no. Uh-uh. I know. Propaganda.
1: Uh, why is there a need for an auxiliary language, or why did Zamenhof create Esperanto? In order to answer this question, I think it will be a good opportunity to go through a small biographical account of Zamenhof and then his creating of Esperanto. So, Zamenhof was born on December 15th, 1859, in the multi-ethnic town of Bialystok, modern-day Poland. His parents were of Litvak Jewish descent and both language teachers. He grew up speaking Yiddish, Russian, Poland, and German. And as a child, he was very cool. What did I say? Poland. Oh, speaking Yiddish, Russian, Polish, and German. Whoopsie daisy. As a child, he was told that all men were brothers, but yet when he Yet he would witness the tensions and conflicts between the different ethnic and linguistic groups upon entering the public square. It was around this time where the idea dawned on him of a world without this hatred. He imagined what would happen if everybody were to share a common language, um, if all the barriers dividing these people were to vanish, as he assumed that the main reason for the hate and prejudice lay in mutual misunderstanding through a lack of a common language. Which is one argument for it. I don't know what you think about it.
0: Uh, I I'm think not that sure our, our argument is um uh useless because literally all you would have to do is like it's different. You could it's like a lot of people speak English, right? And if you're yeah, if everyone speaks English. You're just you can still insult. There's you can insult people in English. They'll just understand it. It's yeah, like but this yeah basic human nature to disagree with things that are different than you. So,
1: but if if I don't know if you're arguing then that everyone in the world should speak english because no that's not what i'm arguing i'm just saying
0: the point of having a language that everyone would speak would not solve that issue
1: yeah it's a it's a very fair point
0: it's one way of looking at it yeah people just insult people would just insult people and they would just be able to understand it
1: yeah but you'd also be able to like communicate easier i think at the i think like most things in history it's very time specific so at the time you know we didn't have google translate or other things like that
0: you know That's fair, but still, and so, I don't think it would work very well.
1: That's fair, and so in 1878, Zamenhof began working on a new language that he called Lingvo Internacia, uh, lit- which it means international language. And um, he spent several years refining the grammar, vocab, and pronunciation of the language, drawing on elements from various European languages. This would kind of be the start of Esperanto, but it it was a different language. It was kind of more of a hobby at that time. All right. And then in um, in 79, Zamenhof would depart from Moscow University to pursue medical studies, later becoming an ophthalmologist. And then he returned to Warsaw due to financial reasons in 81 um, during the pogroms, which erupted there in December. He would join the Hibat Zion movement and threw himself into planning a future for the Jews of Eastern Europe. And then he would leave that movement eight years later. Um, following a very rapid period of years with ever-evolving beliefs. For example, he wanted to purchase a tract of land along the Mississippi River, um, and that would be kind of a new holy land, if you like. Interesting. But then, then yeah, then he... <laughs> that that wasn't a very popular idea. Um, yeah.
0: I can see why.
1: Mm. So Then he kind of... He spent a little bit of time working on modernizing Yiddish because he believed that um, modernizing Yiddish rather than re-adopting Hebrew would be more useful since two-thirds of the world's 10 million Jews of the time spoke Yiddish Um, and he proposed the use of Latin characters and new rationalized spelling system Um, and then kind of the next part of his life moves into a kind of a story of him making Esperanto um, so now older, um, he's, he would sit alone at his writing desk with a pile of dictionaries and while providing free eye care to some of the poorest in Warsaw a day and get this incredibly cheesy, uh, by the night he would craft a second language for the world. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So very crazy and cheesy. Um, the son of two language teachers, which I just mentioned. Um, And actually, he was believed to have spoken as much as 16 languages throughout his life.
0: Very
1: cool. Fun fact. Um, He knew that for the language to be successful, it would have to be simple. And is quoted as saying that it should be so easy as to make its acquisition mere play to the learner. Uh, Surrounded by these dictionaries, he included a variety of Indo-European languages, uh, such as English, Romance languages like Italian and French, German and Slavic languages, such as Russian and Polish, or I should say yeah, Germanic and Slavic languages. and um, he made the language with strict but simple rules. For example, all spellings are phonetic, there are no grammatical genders, verbs are strictly regular, etc etc. More slightly boring linguistic stuff. And so the decade which began with a modernization of Yiddish would finish with the publication of an entirely different language. In eighteen eighty seven, when he published the first book about Esperanto, under the pseudonym of Doctoro Esperanto, literally Doctor One Who Hopes. Which would later become the name of this international language, as he only referred to it as um, the international language. And this book was called Unua Libro, or First Book, and it was an instant success. And then Esperanto gained a following, and by the early 1900s, thousands of speakers around the world were able to communicate in Esperanto. Zamenhof became a prominent figure in the international Esperanto movement, and he spent much of his life traveling, lecturing, and promoting the language. He also wrote several books and articles in Esperanto, including the first um, translation of the Tanakh. And then Zamenhof died in Warsaw on the 14th of April 1917, most likely due to a heart attack, and was buried at the Ockapport Street Jewish Cemetery that's kind of the synopsis well not really a synopsis um of his life
0: very cool what an interesting fella
1: interesting fella indeed um then there's kind of two more main bits in Esperanto's history after Zamenhof mm-hmm. Um the next section is a much darker one um Due to Esperanto advocating for international communication, among other reasons, Esperanto speakers were subjected to Stalin's purges in the Soviet Union. And a few years on from this, Esperanto speakers in Europe were also murdered in Nazi concentration camps, as due to Zamenhof being Jewish himself, among other reasons, Esperanto became political. It was even mentioned in Mein Kampf, um, and Hitler claimed it was a Jewish conspiracy to achieve world domination. In a separate Nazi report, it was claimed that "quote the artificial language Esperanto is part of Esperantism, the, the weapon of the Jews." End quote. Oh, no, so, a weapon. yeah, it's it, yeah, it's quite a sad period. And then
0: no, I mean, uh, that's just kind of a general European. Everything is sad in Europe. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, it wasn't a happy period for really anybody, um, in Europe. And then there is Esperanto today. Um, many people consider Esperanto a t- failed language, which it wouldn't isn't entirely accurate. Well, no, it, it it's somewhat accurate. Um, and while it's true that Esperanto hasn't overcome the historical and present inertia ooh, big word—of people learning the language of the global superpower at the time, uh, since the basis of Basics, I should say, of Esperanto were published in Warsaw in 1887. Millions of people around the world in more than 120 countries, that's a lot, have learned Esperanto. There are also several thousand native speakers and even a few second generation native Esperanto speakers. Um, a rich and distinctive culture has emerged. And today, most Esperanto speakers uh, seek each other out online to continue. Uh, again, another cheesy little bit, uh, Zamenhof's Conversation.
0: Wow! Well, sounds like a language well, cult. That, that's
1: uh, no. I mean, there's Am like there's mine. Uh, I would say so. Dang. But you could um. There's like Minecraft servers and everything. You know, that's really a a milestone of success yeah. when your auxiliary language Didn't gets the Minecraft also a
0: Minecraft server and then
1: it Yeah, that's, that was a silly time.
0: I think. Country should have Minecraft servers more often.
1: Mm. I think Denmark had one.
0: Oh God, I'm assuming that didn't go very well either.
1: No, they they, or oh, I don't know. I think actually, yeah, I think it got shut down as well. I need to check that, but yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Oh my God, is it still here?
1: Let me. Okay, I'm gonna do some frantic Google searching. One second. Okay, so Danish government creates entire country in Minecraft users promptly blow it up and plant American flags. This is yeah, why we can't have no like yeah, things.
0: Yeah, America! No, Woo.
1: no. Um, wow, okay. And it was on a one-to-one scale.
0: Nice. They must have had to blow yes. a lot of Denmark then. Yeah. I mean, the American armada will conquer anything they can, so I don't know why you're exactly surprised by this. I
1: mean, it's quite the headline.
0: It is quite the headline, but it's also a great headline.
1: And <laughs> um, so it is. So co-co-host.
0: Co-ho- ah. Co-host.
1: So co-host. Cohort. So co-host. Um do you have any questions? I've done a lot of talking and I feel like I'm redoing my English CBA.
0: I mean, uh hang on, one we'll, moment. We'll, we'll <laughs> I gotta think of some question. Um I can't really think of any questions. I think you summarized it fairly well.
1: Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that.
0: Actually, I do have one question. Why are you so interested in this slightly cult-like language?
1: That is a good question, my fellow co-host. Um, well, I originally fell down an internet rabbit hole, uh, which ultimately ended in a TED Talk by Esther Score, and I highly recommend her TED Talk, uh, The Transformative Vision of Esperanto. And I think I just, I just like the idea of a really easy language. Because like you can learn the verbs in five minutes, but mm-hmm. I'm such a procrastinator, I still haven't learned them. Um, so. Great.
0: For for, um, for reference, she had to block YouTube and Twitter off of her computer because she procrastinate too much.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Around right. exam right. time, it, it's really, really fun. Really, really fun.
0: I just do. I just forget about them before the, until the day before. and That's real fun.
1: So if I go into YouTube, it goes blocked, and then gives me like a. Well, an inspirational quote. It's great.
0: (laughs) Um, Why does it give you an inspirational quote?
1: (laughs) Let me give you a sample of um, some of them. Um, Let's see what today's one is. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, so today's one is, It is never too late to be who you might have been, George Eliot. Whoa. What? Huh? That's my YouTube has been blocked um, quote. And so continuing that, I then did two CBAs, which is like Irish Glorified Project, um, on Esperanto and Zamenhof. So that's why my um, my points sound slightly essay like. You're not meant to know this, but um, I maybe didn't use different notes. Uh, anyway. Ooh.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fine. One of the other co hosts I will not name is Chad GPT several times.
1: Who hasn't done that in their essays? Uh, oh, score, no, I mean, like, go. on
0: an episode.
1: <laughs> oh, I just Gosh. expose myself unnecessarily.
0: Yeah, get exposed.
1: Get exposed. Get exposed um, so, yeah, I
0: don't,
1: I, I don't know if Esperanto is inherently goofy, Um, but I hope with my superb humour and personality, I've made it. made it that bit more silly.
0: Although it, maybe I'm looking at a picture uh, on Wikipedia, and the, this very uh, this very interesting-looking old man is quite funny. Not Zamenhof, but oh,
1: <laughs> I thought you meant Zamenhof, and I was like,
0: what? Okay, oh, this, this is the guy. Hang
1: on, <laughs> S- <laughs> silly man.
0: Why is he like four foot two?
1: So you may have seen um the Esperanto flag. And since we're trying to stretch out the time in this episode, um, I'm going to tell you about it. So let me do some Google searching. So um, the the green stands for mutual recognition and hope. Uh, The white stands for peace and neutrality. And then the star stands for the five continents, Europe, America, Asia, Oceania, Africa. Crazy. Uh,
0: The five continents? Yes. I think it's a... I think that's a regional thing, like how many continents you learn. Because in America, we got seven.
1: Well, yeah, there's there's seven continents, but.
0: If you want to get real technical, then there's technically three. It's editing me. I'm here, and I'm wrong. There's four, but I get to that later. Huh? Because, uh, stop, get out of my head. Because America um. and. North America and South America are divided by an artificial, artificial canal, Panama Canal. So is Africa. Africa is, is artificially divided by the Suez Canal, so really you have America, Afro-Eurasia, and Oceania, and Antarctica. So there's four. There's four, not three.
1: That's one way of looking at it, but I think, yeah, I don't know why Esperanto merged, um, like the t- North and South America into one continent, and then just threw out Antarctica.
0: Oh, but I suppose a seven Antarctica.
1: Yeah, it's just Europe, America, as in the con- Asia, yeah. Oceania, Africa. Oh. Guys, you forgot to.
0: Was Antarctica like... No, Antarctica was discovered when he was alive.
1: Yeah. I think it's just that there's no people there. Or there's like there scientists.
0: Was, there wasn't people there. Now there's a significant amount. But what if the participants really? want to learn it? Yeah, there's like a semi-permanent population.
1: Yeah, but they like exchange every few years, don't they?
0: Yeah, but that's still a population. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are... Really? It has no permanent residents, but they're staffed seasonally year-round, based on Wikipedia. Um. So Coolaboo, the, yeah. it varies from about four thousand people during summer to a t- thousand during winter, and eleven children have been born in Antarctica.
1: Oh yeah, there was that thing where like countries kept on flying pregnant women over Antarctica, then would we'll, like make them give or well let them give birth, make them and then birth. they yeah give birth now.
0: <laughs> do it! Do it! Do it!
1: <laughs> well Crazy
0: McMurdo Station, my beloved. You ever watch the John Carpenter, The Thing? I'm afraid not. Oh, that's a good
1: one. Whoa. Awkward woman moment.
0: Whoa. That's crazy. Whoa. I'm, I'm going to keep that in. No. What do we talk about now? Awkward woman moment? That's crazy. No. Take it at. It's kind of funny.
1: Do you want to do the intro?
0: So, after our quote unquote awkward woman moment. Awkward woman moment awkward woman moment this is rather true because i am very awkward around women they scare me a little
1: bit it, um you have we're very scary mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm, they keep mm-hmm. trying to steal my vital organs
1: <laughs> leave it in leave it in leave it in
0: <laughs> they keep trying to steal my vital organs
1: no you can't expose us like that you um, can't let them know um, women's true um too late purpose no uh
0: you're gonna stay away from my kidneys all right bucko I know you're in Ireland. All but right, Peru. Like, across the Atlantic Ocean.
1: No, not across the pond.
0: Yeah, my doorbell. If... Rings and I open it to you with like a surgical kit, I'm gonna lose it.
1: With an Esperanto flag around my neck.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Okay, I think it's about time to end this episode. after throw my nice ranting. Um. No. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me, and I will hold you to gunpoint again and let me read out my. English essays from school. Oh no,
0: but yeah, you're you're hired now. Have fun.
1: Yay! Yeah. All right,
0: all right. Uh, thanks for watching this episode. This one was a bit interesting. I'll, I'll say that. Yes, but I hope it hasn't been
1: too boring. Thank you for listening.
0: I don't think me saying women try to steal my vital organs frequently is boring, but to actually, sure...
1: that is pr- that's that's yeah, that's an exciting take.
0: Yeah, hot take. Hot take. Uh, but women uh, steal I, my vital organs uh thanks for watching this episode and i will see you next time uh who knows who we'll have on next time because i don't know either um, no one knows it's a mystery yep all right good goodbye, bye <laughs>